I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. I want to welcome every one of you to this podcast. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And I know that as you listen to the word of God, you are going to be blessed. You're going to be strengthened and you're going to be uplifted. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray a simple prayer. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We give you praise. You deserve our worship. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. We exalt your holy name. Lord, we ask that your word will come to us, that will bless and uplift us, and indeed will be strengthened and enlightened by your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Once again, I would like to welcome you to this podcast. I know God has something special for you. As you listen, you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is taking me to a scripture in the book of Psalm 139 and verse 14. Here David is saying, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Hallelujah. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means? He says, I am fearfully. In other words, when God was creating us, he took time. He wasn't in a hurry. Hallelujah. You know, I was speaking to a lady some time ago, not too long ago actually. And this lady was, you know, I called her on a live video to pray for her. And she said, do you know I'm going to take my life? I'm going to kill myself. And when I heard that, I was like, why, why? She said, because I'm worthless. My mother told me I was a mistake. There's no purpose for me to leave because I was a mistake, so I want to kill myself. And she went on to say how she jumped off a balcony and she, she jumped off a moving truck. She tried to kill herself with a knife and all that did all those things to kill herself. Why? Because she felt she was worthless. And the truth is that when you know somebody finds he, himself or herself in such a situation, it's because they don't know who they are. Hallelujah. He says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When he says wonderfully, which means you are a wonder. You are a wonder. If you go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26, the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
Let us make man in our own image. Hallelujah. So guess what? You are made in the image and likeness of God. Hallelujah. Have you ever wondered why the devil hates you this much? Why the devil hates man so much? It's because of this. Hallelujah. We are the first and the best of all that God has created. Hallelujah. God created us to look like him and to function like him. The angels were not created like us. Hallelujah. They were not created like us. So we are a wonder to the spirit beings. When they look at us, they wonder at us. No wonder David said, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? Hallelujah. The angels, the, the spirit beings, they look and they can't understand us. Hallelujah. They can't understand us. We are a mystery even to angels. Hallelujah. Because the truth is that people don't know this, but the angels have never seen the Father. They've never seen God in person. The Bible says God dwells in the light which no man can approach unto. He dwells in the light. Nobody approaches. So they've never seen God in person. Hallelujah. He is in the excellent glory. And the angels, they go there and then from the, the light where he is, the instruction is issued out, passed out, and then they just get it and they move on. But they've never seen God in person. Hallelujah. The first time the angels saw God in person was when Jesus was born. That's when they saw God. The Bible says he, God became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And then they had the privilege to see God. And that's why they rejoiced. Now guess what? The only other opportunity for them to see God is when they look at you. Hallelujah. When they look at you, especially you that are born again. Hallelujah. Especially you that are born again. Even the person who is not born again is still a wonder. Why? Because the person has an opportunity to be born again and can receive the life of God into the person's spirit. Hallelujah. But especially when you are born again, when they look at you, they study you. The angels actually study you. They say, oh, they, they understand, they learn about God by watching you. You know, people don't understand this. That's why we're not supposed to watch, worship angels. The angels will not even accept your worship. Because in the hierarchy of things, in the realm of the spirit, you are higher than angels. Hallelujah. You are. So when the angels see you, they say, oh, so that's why the almighty talks like this. Oh, this is why he does like this. Hallelujah. Have you seen a, a person? Maybe you knew a, a lady. Maybe years ago you knew her. And then she later she got pregnant. She gave birth to a daughter. And then you watch as the little girl grows. And you say, oh, this is exactly the way her mother looks. There's a cousin of mine. You know, she's an older cousin. But I knew her years ago. Before she gave birth to her daughter. And then, you know, the daughter is now grown in her 20s now. And I see the daughter looking exactly the way her mother looked when she was much younger. Exactly the same way the mother looked. That's how the daughter looks now. So guess what? The angels who have been here long before us, as they see us, they see characteristics of our father when they look at us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So we are a school for the angels. Glory to God. We are. And that's why you mustn't look down on yourself. See, human beings may not celebrate you. It doesn't matter. And quit looking for human celebration and appreciation. Quit looking for those things. Hallelujah. Because I've said it before countless times, the love of man is fickle. Men could love you today and celebrate you today and say all kind of nice things about you today. Tomorrow, they are the same people that will crucify and persecute you with their words. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you'd only knew who is celebrating you, your father in heaven is proud of you. He celebrates you. He believes in you. Hallelujah. The angels look at you. They are amazed at you. They celebrate you. That's what matters. Jesus said something striking. He said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. Which means there is something about having a good impression with angels. There is something about that. Hallelujah. That's the one that matters. If human beings celebrate you and angels are not celebrating you, that celebration is nothing. There are many politicians in this world today. There are many musicians and all um, people, celebrities, who are celebrated by men, but they are unknown to angels. They are not known in the angelic realm. Hallelujah. So who would you rather prefer celebrating you? Human beings or angels? Hallelujah. Now it's very important to understand who you are. Know who you are. Especially when you are born again. And you have received the life of God into your spirit. You are now born again. You are a child of God. You are a topic. The angels want to study. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, it's important to understand. There are some things that you may not understand right now. There are some things that may be happening in your life. Maybe you have been praying about a certain thing and you've not seen the manifestation of it. You have been declaring, you've been confessing, you've been fasting and all that. And you've not seen the manifestation of the thing you've been praying for. Don't base your life on the things that you receive or the things that you have not received. That should not be the basis of how prosperous or how successful you are. Success is not measured by those things. Success basically is measured by your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus said it. He said a man's life consisted not on the things that he possesses. What makes you rich really is not how much you have in your bank account. How much of God do you have in you? Hallelujah. Who are you in the realm of the spirit? I've told the story before of that man who was a pilot. Successfully, you know, he had a very successful career in, in, in piloting. And he also had businesses. He was doing well financially. Living a good life. But then he died and ascended. Only for them to check his file in heaven and saw that he had accomplished nothing. Next to nothing. Because they were looking at human beings. Many people, basically, they are looking at success just in this life. Hallelujah. I thought about it. You know, just recently, a man of God passed away called Dr. Maurice Cerullo. Hallelujah. I remember about 20 years ago, I came across one of his books, which I read. And the book was titled Proof Producers. It was about proof producers. Hallelujah. Talking about witnessing, preaching the gospel with power. 
And that book, after I read that book, deep in my heart, I was like, I must produce results. I must be a proof producer. Hallelujah. Because preaching the gospel without the power of God is like, um, like fairy tales. A dear man of God said, the gospel of Jesus Christ without miracles is another dead religion. And so I read that book about 20 years ago and I told myself, after reading that book, I said, I must preach the gospel with power after reading that book. Hallelujah. But fast forward, 20 years later, now the man has passed away, has gone to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. He has played his part and he has gone. Hallelujah. Guess what? As the days are passing by, we are getting closer. We are getting closer. We are getting closer. And that's why every day counts. What we accomplish on earth on a daily basis, it counts. Hallelujah. It counts. Glory to God. It does count. Hallelujah. First of all, taking time, you know, having that time, that fellowship with your heavenly father. Because he's the one that will impress upon your heart on who you are. He's the one that will let you know who you are, what you have on the inside. Hallelujah. And as you acknowledge what you have on the inside, your faith will grow stronger. Hallelujah. Your faith will grow stronger. The Bible says in the book of Philemon chapter 1, and I'm reading verse 6. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6 says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. That the communication of your faith may become effectual. In other words, for the working of your faith, for it to be effective, for your faith to work, you have to acknowledge, you have to believe what is inside of you. You have to acknowledge it. Hallelujah. So guess what? Part of it is telling yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Part of that, telling yourself that, remind yourself that you, you, you want something with God. The world may not think you are important. It doesn't matter. In the eyes of God, you are important. Glory to God. And then also remind yourself on a daily basis, I am blessed. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. So guess what? On our own, we tell ourselves on a daily basis, I am blessed. God has blessed me. I am blessed. Now, you know, many people in the world, when they say I am blessed, what comes to their mind is how much you have in your bank account, how many cars you have, how many houses you have, how many these and that things, material things that you have. The material things are not the blessing. They are only the manifestation of the blessing. The blessing is that unseen elixir that is inside of you. That unseen something that's inside of you. That's the blessing. Hallelujah. When Abraham blessed his son, he passed the Abrahamic blessing to Isaac. It wasn't in material things. When Isaac blessed Jacob and passed the Abrahamic blessing, he didn't give him any physical thing. It was with words. 
He said, you are blessed in the field. You are blessed in your going out and your coming in. You are blessed. It was words. And those words were communicated to Jacob's spirit. Hallelujah. So even as he left, he left home with just a staff. But inside him, he was carrying wealth. Hallelujah. He was carrying wealth. All he needed to do was to manifest the wealth that he already had on the inside. Same thing with his father Isaac in the book of Genesis chapter 26. You know where the Bible says that there was famine in the land and everyone was going to Egypt. He thought to go to Egypt too. God said, no, don't go there. And this is the problem of many people. They are going around looking for the blessing, not knowing that the blessing is inside of them. And I've said it before. There are many people, especially Africans and, you know, people from underdeveloped countries in the world. They are looking for countries. They are thinking of, oh, I want to go to Susan so country because they believe that things are better over there. They are looking for greener pastures, as they call it. But you must understand that some green pastures are like Sodom and Gomorrah. They are marked for destruction. How many people have died on their way to greener pastures? Hallelujah. Glory to God. First of all, you must get the blessing. Understand what you have on the inside. He said, by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. First of all, understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then as a child of God, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The moment you understand that, you tell yourself, I am blessed. See, what makes a seed, what makes a seed unique is the substance, what it has inside of it. You could take two seeds. They may look similar on the outward, but when you bury them, plant them in the ground and give it some time, when they grow, their difference will show. Hallelujah. If you take an orange seed and a lemon seed, they look almost exactly the same. They are white on the outside. They look the shape, everything the same. Hallelujah. But put them in the ground and give it some time. After a while, you will discover that they are different. So it's not what they look like on the outward, but what is inside, deep inside. And I'm sure if you cut the orange seed open and you cut the lemon seed open, you may not see any difference. It may still look the same on the outside, but there is an unseen something deep inside that if you give it time and put it in the right environment, it will show. Hallelujah. So you as, as a human being first, you were created by God. Hallelujah. But of course, you know what happened, the fall of Adam and all, and man lost his glory. But then when Jesus came, he came to restore us. So guess what? The day you give your heart to Christ and you are born again, you are a child of God. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So guess what? On the outward, we may look the same like everybody else, but deep inside us, there is something special. Hallelujah. So the world may be like the lemon seed, but we are the oranges. Hallelujah. The world, when you plant them, you know, and they germinate, the juice they will produce is bitter. Hallelujah. But we, when we, we are planted and we germinate, we produce something sweet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you may look like everyone else on the outside, but you are not like that. You are different. Glory to God. There is something sweet inside of you. 
something sweet waiting for manifestation. Hallelujah. The world is about to enjoy your sweetness. Hallelujah. The world is about to enjoy something from you. But you must understand that you have it inside of you. When you know it, hallelujah, glory to God. Everybody else may look at you some up. It doesn't matter what they think about me. Hallelujah. I know deep down I have something inside of me. Hallelujah. I want to show you one more scripture. Another scripture in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3 says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. That his divine power hath given unto us all things. Do you know that you've been given all things? All things. There is nothing, let me tell you something. If you will get anything in this world, it is because it's already inside of you. It's because it's already inside of you. The only thing that you get is what is already inside of you. If it's not inside of you, you're never going to get it. If you don't have the millions of dollars inside of you, you'll never have it in your bank account. Hallelujah. Except you go and steal. If you steal, eventually you will still lose it. Hallelujah. If you you don't have it inside, you will never have it outside. Before something happens physically, it first happens in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. So he says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who had blessed us, he has given unto us. According as his divine power had given unto us all things, all that pertain unto life and godliness. Hallelujah. But again, he says, through the knowledge him that had called us to glory and virtue so if imagine yourself the orange seed for example if you saw yourself like that if you don't know you would think you are the same with the lemon seed you would think you are the same but when knowledge comes knowledge comes to you no don't look at the outward appearance there is something inside you that makes you different from that other seed and then you know you might even cut the seed open But we look the same. Even inside we look the same. No, 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 no. Don't look at what you are seeing. The Bible says man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart. God looks at that unseen something. He looks at that unseen thing that makes you different. God knows that there's something different about you. Hallelujah. I like to tell people, I said, listen, time will tell. Don't look at me the way you see me now. Hallelujah. You might be making a mistake. Time will tell. The difference will clear very soon. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Time will tell. Hallelujah. I'm special. Glory to God. Oh, I'm special. I may not look it, but I know I am. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you may not look it, but you are. The world may not know. See, let me tell you, learn to carry yourself. Believe in yourself. It's not pride. Hallelujah. See, we boast. But you see, our boasting must be based on what the Lord has done. Boasting is wrong when you are, it's based on your personal abilities. Do you understand? But when you are talking about what God has done in your life, what he has made you, talk about it. Hallelujah. Talk about it. Talk about the magnificent things that God has done in your life. What he has made you. 
talk about it, acknowledge it. The Bible says that the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Hallelujah. I was doing a deliverance and a lady, the lady had called me and sent me a message and said, Pastor, I've been having these spiritual attacks for some time now and I feel things moving all over my body and my eye right now, my eye is swollen, one of my eyes is swollen. And you know, I've been speaking and confessing. Jesus lives in me, but it looks like it's not working. The thing is still persisting. So I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't know what to do. And so I called her and began to pray for her. I knew it was spiritual, of course, and suddenly a, a demon began to manifest and a demon began to speak. And so I was asking a question. Now I know these things because, of course, the knowledge that we have comes from the word. So every, everything that we hear, we should look at it through the light of God's word. So I was just asking this question. I said, so why did this situation persist even though she had confessed and said, Jesus lives in me. I am born again. I'm a child of God. And all. why did the problem persist? And then the response I got was very interesting because it's very consistent with the word. The response I got was, though she was saying it and confessing it, she needed more faith more faith the power is already there but she needed more faith and i asked so where would the faith comes come from they said by reading the bible and it's clear the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god hallelujah so already you know sometimes i i've received many people sending me um messages like that they said no pastor i've been confessing and declaring and all that and all that but it looks like the, the problem persists now, this is the scripture, Ephesians, verse 13. Okay, let me read from verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Verse 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, here is the beautiful part. He says, and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. Having done all to stand. There are many people, you know, they see us. Many times we pray for people and miracles happen instantly. You see a person who could not walk starts walking. You see somebody like that particular lady I talked about. After praying for her, instantly she got healed. And moving up just left her eyes, the pain in the eyes left immediately. And you know, she became okay. Now, why is that? Because we have spent time, years in working and building our faith. Hallelujah. So we have come to the point where we are adamant. When we speak, we know that we know that we know that we will get results. You may not start at that level. Start from where you are. The Bible says, and having done all to stand. When you speak like that, the pain sometimes may even get worse. Because your faith is being tested. But you refuse to. You are adamant. Say, thank you, Jesus. The Bible says, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So after you have made the declarations, begin to glorify God. Even though you glorify God defiantly, even though sometimes it may persist, it may even seem worse, but you persist. You continue to speak until you win. Hallelujah. One day, that was the day I conquered sickness in my body. I was in particular school at the time. And I had just come to know about divine healing and divine health. And I started confessing and declaring. This was 
1999, I started declaring, in the name of Jesus Christ, I do not get sick. And suddenly one particular day, I felt sick in my body. I felt severe headache. Severe. Severe. Like, you know, when you're feeling heady, you, you don't want to shake your body anyhow because if you shake it, the, the head will pound. And then I was feeling heat. You know, there are some people who have fever on the outside. You know, your body, the temperature is very high. But I was feeling the heat inside. Internal heat. It was severe. To move, to walk was difficult. I could hardly walk. It was severe. And in that state, you know, where I was, I had an aunt at the time whose, whose house was not far away from the school. So I had to leave the school and go to her house. I just wanted somewhere to rest. But all that time, I was confessing I do not get sick in the name of Jesus. Immediately, I got to the, my aunt's house. She could, could said, oh, thank you. Thank God you're here. Please, can you quickly run an errand for me? Now, I could have easily told her, sorry, I'm not feeling well. And she would, oh, sorry. And she know she would take care of me. She want to get medication for me and all that stuff. But I refused to tell her. I refused to tell her. I was walking on my faith. Hallelujah. I refused to tell her. I said, no, I will go. And I pretended so she would notice from my countenance. She would, I pretended. And I took that thing. I was walking on my faith. So I took that thing. And I went. Went to the place she wanted me to go and did what she wanted me to do and went back. I could barely walk. Like if I walk two steps, three steps, I'll feel my head pounding. It was that bad. I wonder how she didn't even know. But I went and did that thing and went back. After doing it, that evening, I remember it was a Tuesday. There was a particular fellowship I was attending at that time. That day was fellowship day. And I went to the fellowship. I could have stayed at home and said, oh, I'm not feeling well. I went. My head was pounding. It was persistent. Like, you know, sometimes you feel headache after a while. It is. This one refused to stop. And I refused to stop too. I went to church. When I got to church, during praise and worship, everybody knew me to be dancing. I always liked to dance. I started dancing during praise and worship. While I was dancing, my head was pounding. It was terrible. I'd never felt something like that in my life before. But guess what? While I was dancing, I was speaking. It was painful, but I was by faith. In the name of Jesus, I said, I do not get sick. I refuse to acknowledge this. And after that, I danced. After the fellowship, as I was going back home, I was still feeling pain. Feeling the headache, I refused to accept that I was sick. And I went home. When I got home, because of the whole thing, I didn't even have appetite. I went straight to bed and I slept. After a few hours, I woke up. I felt so hungry. And I went to the kitchen, got me something and I ate. After eating, that's when I realized, hey, the headache is gone. The heat in my body, everything completely gone. And then that's when I knew. I said, oh, this is it. So stubborn situations, stubborn problems must be matched with stubborn faith. Hallelujah. Stubborn faith. Now build your faith from one level. Mine was headache at the time. Some people die because they want to start something like that with cancer. Praise the Lord. They want to start, start with something smaller and build your faith to bigger things. Praise God. Start small and build your faith. So now I can believe for bigger things because I build my faith from smaller levels. Hallelujah. 
Some people say, oh, but I prayed. Did you work on your faith? Did you build your faith? Start with smaller things. But there is something I started doing also. You know, I, I started meditating on certain things about goats in bodies. And I've seen men of God who pray and then the goats will go and all that stuff. So I started practicing it on my own body. I will put, maybe I feel it grow, something like a boil or something. I'll put my hand on it. And I'll say, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I command you to die. And after I do that, I will notice maybe it has reduced a little. It has reduced a little. I'll say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like that, I started walking on my faith. Sometimes I'll feel like a boil wants to go. I'll curse it. Before long, the thing will just die and just, just become normal. I said, oh, so I got it. So I took years to build that thing. Today, I pray for people that have lumps and the lumps disappear. I took time to build my faith like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So guess what? You as a child of God, there are so many things you have on the inside. You have to put it to practice. You have to put it to work. Hallelujah. Don't forget, first of all, I started by saying you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And not just that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, especially those of those of us that are born again, we are the first fruit of God's new creation. We are the first and the best of God. And we saw from the scriptures, he said, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He has given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. I mean, God has invested so much in us. And he expects us to begin to put it to work to produce what he has put inside of us. And I use an illustration between uh, the orange and the lemon. Lemon seed, for example. They may look the same on the outside. If you cut it open, they may still even look the same when you look at it. But when you plant it and it germinates, over time you will discover that the orange produces something sweet while the lemon produces something bitter, something sour. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, and I said, inside of you, there is something sweet that the world is waiting for. Hallelujah. You may look like the lemon seed on the outside before you are planted, but it doesn't matter. That's why I say, listen, it doesn't matter the state that you are right now. There is something great about you. Tell people, say, time will tell. Hallelujah. This is what I tell people all the time. Time will tell. I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. Hallelujah. I know who I am. Glory to God is only a matter of time. And that's who you are too. There's something special about you. The world is waiting to hear from you. Hallelujah. You will do great things. You will shake the world. You will. Hallelujah. You will. Hallelujah. Recently, I began to talk, tell people about praying for the city in which they live. Hallelujah. You may not know, but that prayer is making impact. You are shaking the nation without you knowing. Hallelujah. So begin now to fulfill your purpose on earth. Begin to occupy, begin to do something with what you are on the inside. Hallelujah. Don't look down on yourself. There's something special about you and the world will hear from you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to pray with you right now before I let you go. Father, I thank you for your children. Thank you because your word has brought light to their spirits. Now they know better of who they are. They know that indeed there is something sweet in them. And Lord God, as they yield themselves to you, hallelujah, they are planted in the right environment. They will produce fruits. Hallelujah. And the world will enjoy sweetness from them. Lord, as they hear your word, their faith is growing. And they will put their faith to work. 
and they will get results. Thank you, Father. We give you praise for the entrance of your word has brought light and understanding. For we are not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've been blessed by this word. You've been enlightened. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. I'm going to come to you again for another wonderful podcast. I'm in God's presence. Hallelujah. Until we see you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.